Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing today? Well, I know it's late. It is late. Like, really late? I mean, just a day late. And, like, halfway through the next day. Yeah, but still. But, yeah. Um, I think we're answering some questions today. Yeah, because it's... The late edition of Q&A, Saturday, but on Sunday. Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so give us a little rundown of uh, what we're covering today. We are covering questions from Ecclesiastes chapters 1 through 5. Awesome. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. <laughs> Oh, my God.
Okay, Ecclesiastes chapters one through five. Okay. So I came across one question that we didn't realize was still a question because we thought we had settled the matter. Okay. Um, not really pulling from any one particular chapter. And it has to do with the name of the person telling this story. Koholet or whatever? Yeah, Koholeth. Ecclesiastes. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, that guy. Okay. So we thought, like, why is um, the person telling the story given the name of a woman's name? What the fuck is that? Right. So what I came across in my research is that more likely than not, it wasn't the name of a person so much as a position. Okay. Of preacher or teacher. Okay. Which is a feminine noun usually. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which that right. would be why it probably, that's why it's attributed to Solomon. Did women usually hold these positions of teacher? No, not necessarily. Whatever? No, but it's a feminine noun. Okay. So that has nothing to do with, like, the gender of the noun has nothing to do with the gender of the person holding the noun. Right. No, I understand that. I just figured, like, I don't know. It, generally in, like, at least Spanish, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, feminine and masculine nouns, they tend to agree with the... No. No? No. Okay. You're maybe I'm just attributing of, something to the, something I was, I don't know. You're, okay. You are thinking of positions sometimes do. Yes. But what we're thinking of is more like a car. Like a car in Spanish is um, el coche. So it's, it's a male gender. Okay. Regardless of who's driving it. Right. It's just that noun is a male. Right. Okay? No, I understand that. So. Yes, sometimes positions are doctor female or doctor male, right? Right. But in this particular case, this is more like a car, a preacher. Okay. Regardless of who's driving it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yep. So that would... Explain why. Yeah. Yeah. And and so then when they're saying that, like, we think Solomon wrote it, that would be why they say that. Okay. So. All right. Makes sense. Okay. So, um, there was this type of literature, a tradition of it, way back when, called pessimism literature. Okay. The, oh, everything's terrible and dark. Right. And Ecclesiastes is the only biblical example of that old literary tradition. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it was almost not included because it's so dark and doesn't mention God except for maybe once. And never the Lord or... You know Yahweh or right. any of his like well, that last chapter names. was a little different. That the last one we read was a little like it mentioned a little bit more so than the others. It did, but just generally speaking, it it's presented as these are facts that are clear, right? So clear to the audience at the time, so much so that I don't even have to back them up. I don't have to say Gody God 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 God. Got it. Got like, it. I'm merely it's stating these facts. Implied. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, one of the key terms of the entire book is the term vanity. Okay. And so, we are probably going to be seeing more of that. Like, we already have seen everything is vain. It's vain to do this. And it's also in vain. Right. 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 Um, 
the word vanity can be translated variously as absurdity, frustration, futility, and also nonsense. Ah, okay. So I found that interesting. Right. So going back towards what I was saying with um, him speaking, the teacher or whatever preacher speaking to an audience who already kind of knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, the question in Ecclesiastes isn't about the existence of God, which they all take for granted, right? God okay. exists. So right. they're not saying, does God even exist? The author is not an atheist, so he knows God exists. The question is whether or not God matters. Oh. And whether whether anything else matters. I see. Well, it's still yeah. an interesting question and, and, mm-hmm. and viewpoint for the Bible. It is. Like, it is. I mean, it, it's very... It still lends to a lot of atheist thinking, you know, like like, like Job, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I, it's regardless of whether or not they are speaking from a point of God, right. The the material is very um, enjoy life now, um, you know, don't don't you don't know what's coming, you know that that kind of thing. Right. So like right. they don't know. Obviously, they they're kind of admitting here that they don't know what God is. Right. It's just. So why why waste your life doing things that, you know, don't matter? Well, one thing they're saying, okay, toward that end, what's the purpose of Ecclesiastes then, right? right. What's the purpose of the fucking book? Sure. Well, it's an essay of apologetics. It defends the life of faith in a generous God by pointing to the grimness of the alternative. Mm. So they're not just saying, might as well enjoy it. They're saying, what's the alternative? Like, not enjoying it. Right. Or, right. like, you know, of course God exists because the alternative is that, holy shit, God doesn't exist. It's just that it doesn't quite read that way. No, it doesn't. You it know? doesn't. I agree with you. And and I guess, I guess if you're writing from a viewpoint of assuming God, right, mm-hmm. maybe it would, like, I can't put my mind frame in that, that mindset. I, I can't, I can't, I can't make my mind... Be in that same mindset. No, know? I can't either. But one thing I also came across in my research is that a lot of um, Christian scholars and apologists will write about this concept of under the sun thinking. We came across the phrase under the sun, like everything under the sun, nothing new under the sun. Right, right. right. Um, and so with that what what they are implying with that phrase is that it's very limited because you can only see so far under the sun as opposed to eternity. Got right? it. So they would say he is engaged in under the sun thinking. I see. Yeah. So, so from a human, human vantage point, from a human standpoint, mm-hmm. limited view, not a godly view. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so that would kind of answer that question a little bit. I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying this is what my research bore out. And it was kind of irritating how many times they would say Solomon was engaged in under the sun thinking or with this under the sun perspective. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I get it. Y'all think that phrase is cute. Right. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. So it may be argued that Ecclesiastes was Solomon's statement of error and penance and evidence that he turned back to God at the end of his life. And I'm that like, doesn't I mean, based on whatever, wasn't all the shitty things that happened with Solomon? Like, didn't we read about it like in the last chapter, mm-hmm. which would indicate to me he did not that it was really. all at the end of his life yeah. where he was like, fuck it, you know, 
Look it, I'm getting old. And this doesn't match my view of Solomon. Me neither. Like, these chapters don't match my view of Solomon at all. They're trying to repaint him is what it is. Right. I mean, not that I knew the dude personally. But, no, you know. but you already gave us an impression of him, and now you didn't like the impression and the aftertaste that it left the reader with, so now you're trying to repaint him so that we we understand him differently, and we just didn't understand him. Maybe. Maybe. That, I feel like... I feel like that's the way the writers and the apologists are doing. Sure. Definitely the apologists. Maybe some of the writers of the Bible itself. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm like, uh, I still have a nasty (laughs) taste in my mouth. And y'all made it worse instead of better. Right, right. So this was a phrase that I came across, or not a phrase, but a quote that I came across um, that um, I didn't mark down who wrote it because I don't want to. Okay. Um, But... Well, because um, I don't want to give that person um, any... He doesn't need his name mentioned. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So anyway, it's a research thing. Got whatever. it. Anyway, a lot of people were, like pointed to this, and it's so gross. The seeming futility of life comes from God. He has given it to man. God has deliberately built a system where life seems meaningless and empty. It may seem cruel of God to devise such a system, but it is actually evidence of his great love and mercy. Mm. He built within us the desire and need for that which brings meaning and fulfillment to life. As Augustine wrote, the creator made a God-shaped space in each of us, which can only be filled with him. I see. Um, just just my two cents here, but that's, you know, God is able to um, apparently affect how we feel directly with regard to, like, mm-hmm. remember Pharaoh and yeah. other people that he did things to specifically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you would think that he could create us a p- paradise mm-hmm. and then also fill us with love for him. But decided if he not were a to. Great, right, but, but decided not to and, and torture us and then let us flounder and figure it out on our own, apparently. Yeah, and his love for us is so great. That he created a fucking hole that can only be filled by him. Right, right. That, okay, let me just, like, back up a second and give a better, like, more man-made example of this. Mm -hmm. In the movie Jerry Maguire. Yes. Everybody gives it shit because there's a place where he says, you complete me, to Mm -hmm. where Tom Cruise says that to, um, oh, what's her face, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, right. And everybody's like, you shouldn't need somebody else to complete you. Right. You should be complete in and of yourself. Sure. And so, like, everybody's like, that's a horrible example of a romance. It's a cute movie nonetheless. But that's what comes out of that. Right. Okay. Right. So, that's the the minute that I read this phrase, that's what I thought of. You complete me. <laughs> like, you're not a complete person in and of yourself. You require something outside of yourself. Right. And his name is God and he made you that way on fucking purpose. Yeah. That's needy and gross. Right. He on purpose made you a needy fuck? Well, and what? I, I disagree with that. I mean, I, I, I would consider myself a fairly happy person mm-hmm. and fairly complete person. Mm-hmm. And I don't require God. No. So I, it, that's just my take. No, I, I mean, I have my flaws, but overall, I'm happy. And, I require and pretty, you know, stickers. Yeah, stickers, and, are, stickers are 
I mean, great for you. Yeah. <laughs> I require stickers and I require Dr. Pepper and coffee and I require Sharpies. Right. You know, so I do require things outside of myself, but they're not God. They're just the little silly things that either taste good or are fun to, to mess with. Right, right. They're not billion dollar yachts. Right. So Definitely not. Like, I definitely have a, uh, you know, temper on what brings me joy. And it's the little things, not the big things. Right. right. So, just want to just wanna put that out there in case anybody's like, oh, she just needs material objects, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying I can also enjoy um, going out back and watching a bunny rabbit play in my backyard oh, yeah, no, and definitely. eat clover. Definitely. You know, that's adorable and fun. Right. Like, whatever. Anyway, yeah, apparently we have a God-shaped hole in us. Yeah, I've, I've heard that reference before, actually. I fucking hate it. We're walking around like like fucking puzzle pieces with the, the one piece cut out. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not empty. You're right. empty. That's right. So, okay, chapter one um, contained the title of the book. Of, you know, Koheleth, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's an exposition of some fundamental observations and the problem of life, especially the failure of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So it's a lot about wisdom. And one of the um, definitions of the, the word that we were questioning, what it means, might be preacher, might also be teacher. Right. So... That's interesting. Regardless, they rhyme. Preacher and teacher yeah. do rhyme. Yeah. They do. Yeah. But almost screecher rhymes too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Right. And and creature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You rolling your finger at me to hurry up when you're the one that did it. No, I would. <laughs> Whatever. So, an interesting thing is that Solomon is talking about... Um, oh wait, no, never mind. Whatever. That was the wrong, I was at the wrong part. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, yeah. Anyway, so further evidence that is probably Solomon that wrote this or whatever, according to apologists, is that the only descendants of David to rule were either Solomon himself or, um, the only descendants of David to rule were either Solomon himself or Solomon's dumb, dumb son, Rehoboam. Got it. So... That's why they're they're like, see, it's totally Solomon, and also totally. he talks about wisdom a lot, and he was totally wise. <laughs> he was the wisest, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the conclusion of chapter one is that wisdom can only enlarge one's view of the problem, but does not bring any solution, and the real solution is still to be anticipated. Got it. Like that's what we were kind of like at the end of every chapter. We're like, I see what what you're saying, but I'm still waiting for. So what is the God bit? Yeah. What yeah. is the answer then? Right. Right. So, chapter two contains the presentation of a memoir that's continuing from chapter one Mm -hmm. with more observations on human efforts. And I really like the presentation in this chapter where, on one hand, wisdom is better than pleasure-seeking, but on the other hand, both are equally unable to deal with the problem of death because, you know... We all die in the end. Right. So wisdom is awesome, but it still doesn't tell you how to deal with the problem of death. 
And I'm like, I mean, that's I, not a fucking problem. Right. To it's be just solved. a fact of life. It's a thing that happens. So, you know, both hands on the ladder. Right. 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 Like when you're climbing, you know, always have three points of contact. I think that's, that's, that's what bugs me about religion is that they're trying to solve death. Yeah. There, there is no solving it. Right. It just is going to happen. Right. And, and you either can be okay. You, you can either wrap your head around that mm-hmm. or you can get lost in fairy tales. Yeah, so. and and trying to find a way to be okay with it where you don't really die. Right. And I'm just like, but but they also, they, they say that it's a problem like as though it's generally acknowledged that we all agree that death is a problem. So they're, they're like, oh, you sad, sad people over there, you know, you'll never solve the problem of death. And it's like. Right, but it's not a problem for me. It's not a universal problem. Well, I I don't think that anybody wants to die. Well, no, obviously. But the problem arises when you try to create essentially conspiracy theories for death. Yeah. You know, and this is where all religion stems from is basically Mm -hmm. conspiracy theories for death. Right. And and this is what might happen. This is what could happen. And what, what could we... How would this affect us, and why? Why should we? We should worship this person because it'll help us with that death thing. And it's like, no, we're just gonna die. Right. We're just gonna die. That that's it. And it. And that's, and that's sad, okay. And that's sad, but it's okay. It's a right. part of the circle of life, so to speak. You know. Yeah. Like I don't get any special treatment over the fox that died last week. You know, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. So enjoy your time here. Make as many connections as you can because you only live on that way. Mm-hmm. And and just enjoy your life. Not in like a hedonistic, you know. Unless you want to, sort of. I mean, you I know. Yes, I mean, but I mean, you're only hurting yourself. But okay. Enjoy your life in the way that is enjoyable to you. Whatever and, is meaningful for you. I right. Guess. Yeah. You've got to determine that for yourself, though. Right. Um, the idea that Solomon might leave all his work and material wealth to a fool, his son Rahul. Yeah. 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 Really seem to trouble him. Yeah. Which is another reason that everybody is like, see, it's totally Solomon that wrote it because he knew. <laughs> and this concern was well-founded, of course, because after Solomon's death, Rehoboam turned out to be a fool in many ways. Sure, sure. So I just, I think that's funny, but they're also, I think it's funny in and of itself, but it's also funny that apologists are like, see, further proof that this is Solomon. I mean, yeah, right. I, I Whatever it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't really matter ultimately. It, it really doesn't, and I think that's another thing that, um, like when I ask, oh, I wonder who the author of this was. It's more of an academic curiosity, right? I don't require it to be a specific known entity. Well, and the truth of the matter is that even if we could kind of nail it down to somebody, we don't know much about these people. Even after we have nailed it down. Right. Like, what did we know about them? We know we're reading in the Bible. We know the side stories. We know whatever. But that's it. It's just that people who are biblical scholars, like, from the, you know, religious perspective, yeah. not just from the comparative religion studies. Sure. But from, like, the actual religious person of faith. Sure. They, it's so important to them to nail these two people who are important in the Bible. It, hold, it helps to hold their fairy tale together. Right. You know, it makes it all more wondrous. More magical. Wonder, yeah, more magical. Right. You know? And I'm like, uh, you're you're coming up with 
the answer and filling in theories afterwards. And that's not the way actual real thought works. The real scientific process is that, yeah, you might come up with some theories, but you can also acknowledge that there are other theories that don't necessarily match what you want them to. Look, I was just going down a rabbit hole watching like different theories of end times on YouTube videos <laughs> and talk about matching things up that don't belong together. Right. Holy shit. These people are nuts. They are. They are. They're just nuts. It's a, it's a fact. Sorry, yeah. but it is. Right. So in chapter three, we move on to the author affirming that God is in control of everything. Right. But his ways remain mysterious. Oh, aren't they though? Mm. Yeah. You you have your cake and you eat it too, so that you can have it both ways. <laughs> right. The author then laments the lack of freedom in human life dictated by external and natural constraints as well as no control when one is born or dies. There's a time for everything. And we turn, don't get turn, to, turn. Yeah, but we don't get to be in charge of that time and we don't get to know about that time. Right. But we could if you wanted us to. Yeah. I'm just saying, if there's a God, yeah, there there is no constraints on what a God can do, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So again, this is God. If if God were real, mm-hmm. this is God being a dick, and he's 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 playing with us, and he's toying with us, and mm-hmm. he's fucking around with us, and yeah, he's just a kid with some you know army guys, army toys, mm-hmm. playing fucking shoot 'em up in the on the dirt and using a magnifying glass to put fire on right. some and yeah. not others. Exactly. This section, chapter 3, suggests the frustrating human incapacity to discern a deeper purpose in life while simultaneously being understood as an affirmation of the beauty of life that God has given to the human race. So again, it's having your cake and eating it too. It's Dang, it sucks that we aren't God and can't discern the deeper meaning in life. But, oh my gosh, isn't it great that we can acknowledge the beauty in everything? I think acknowledging the beauty in everything is enough. I like, think that, why that does there... is the deeper right. meaning and purpose of life. Yeah, I mean, why does there have to be a deeper meaning of, like, the deeper meaning of, of life and is, is, is what you make it. It's what you do right. with it. It's, it's how you handle it mm-hmm. there is no deeper meaning it is all you right you make all the decisions on how deep and meaningful it is you get to be in charge of you and sometimes that's wondrous and sometimes that's depressing and scary and stifling and it can be both because we are deep people able to walk and chew gum but at again the same time. i don't need to attribute it to an, an entity unknown no no so no that's that's what I'm saying though. Yeah, right. Like right. you get to be in charge of you, and it's both wondrous and depressing and terrifying. Sure, right. you know it's yep. all the things you are. You are your own god. Yeah, you, you have all the power within you, says Dorothy. Congratulations you know? on your promotion. So then, another paradox is pointed out in this chapter, wherein God has placed a sense of past and future. Into human consciousness. Okay. Even though we can only cope with the current moment that we're in. Got it. Okay. And that's sad, apparently. But we can we can plan for the future. We can make things for the... You can't... You can deal with the past by, um, you know, working through issues. There are ways to deal with past and future. It's just not 
immediate changes that you can make. But we're in the present. Right. We're obviously we're in the present. That reminds me of um, the, the, wait, how does it go? The past is something and the future is something, but the present, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> it's something about the, but Prologue the present and past. is a gift or something. Okay. Like I forget how it goes. Yeah, this is going real well. That didn't that didn't come out the way it was meant. So there's something about past and present and future. No, somewhere. but the present but the present is a gift. Yeah. That's Okay. That's the gist of it. Basically. That's the gist of it. It's the past is something. The future is something else, but the present is a gift. Got it. Got it. And I forget how it goes. It's a little ringy dingy rhyme thing. Sure. sure. Whatever. Okay. I, I clearly care a lot. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, and one other thing from this chapter. Um, do you remember how they were talking about there's a time for this, a time for that, blah, uh, blah, yes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. And one of those was a time to cast away stones. Okay. And I didn't realize that that was a question that we could have. Like, why would you be casting away stones? Right. Well, um, apparently in the ancient world, they commonly scattered stones on an enemy's land to hinder farming. Oh. So there's a time to gather stones, meaning to clear your field and prepare it for yeah, farming. Yeah. And there's also a time to fuck up your neighbor well, by throwing rocks at his yard. At the house that we had like four houses ago. Mm. I think someone really hated whoever lived there pre- pre- <laughs> previously to us because there were so many fucking stones cast in that yard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Damn. It was some concrete, too. Like, I felt like I was mowing rocks. It wasn't just rocks. It was rocks and pebbles and stones and boulders and concrete. It was bad. It was... You couldn't even... There were parts of it that you couldn't even mow. Right, right. It was just like, there. there's my rock garden. There's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving into chapter four. Um, remember that saying about the plated cord and how, like, when you have... Um, Three is is stronger than just one. Like you can yeah. break just one. Yeah. So that is an ancient proverb that was found in the Epic of Gilgamesh. You meant braided cord. You said plated cord. Yeah, plated. P L A I T, like a braid. Oh, a okay, plat- okay. I'm sorry. Plate, got like it. A braid. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So no, I knew what I meant. I apologize. Yeah. I'm just dumb. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> But anyway, I just I thought that was interesting that it there's a similar proverb in the story of Gilgamesh. Got it. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot of things that are pulled from the story of Gilgamesh, from what I understand. Either that, or more likely, Gilgamesh and the Bible pulled from a um, common source. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. And that. But it would be interesting to to go over maybe the similarities between some of these older stories mm-hmm. that are that are also in the Bible. Like the flood story and yeah, and all like that. where those origins came from and things because there's a lot of those things out there. Yeah, well, they pulled from the same Mesopotamian sources. And sure, that's how come their stories are so similar. Right, right. Because they are the same fucking story. <laughs> so this chapter was a reiteration of the point that the true and important things at one moment will only be forgotten and swallowed up in a repetition of time. I see. Yeah. So. And nothing else matters. (laughs) I wonder if that's where Metallica took its source material. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to chapter five. You see, I'm kind of speeding up here because there was just less and less interestingness. (laughs) So, 
Chapter 5 um, is about the poor under oppressive bureaucracy and the problems and inadequacies of wealth. Right. Right? Yeah. So as God gives joy to people as the antidote to their oppressions, people should not think too much ahead but enjoy the present. That capacity for enjoyment of God's other gifts is also a gift of God. Oh. So everything, nice right? Everything, your, your suffering, gift from God. Mm. Your pleasure, gift from God. I see. Everything, everything can be just like, that's God. It's all God. It's all God. Yeah. Praying There's for nothing your, that's not God. Apparently. Praying for your football team to win, God. <laughs> but they lost. That's, that's God, God too. too. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of football games, mm-hmm. holy shit. Okay, I'm a bit, I, I look, I don't pay attention like I used to when I was younger, but I am a fan of football and um, other sports. And we went over to my father-in-law's house the other day. The other day being last yesterday night. Yesterday mm-hmm. to watch the Ohio State game. And, oh, my God, it came down to the literally the last second. Yeah, that was it a was, good game. They played Notre crazy. Dame. Yeah. And Ohio and won. State won, but yeah. they shouldn't have. And No, I will admit, Notre Dame it. played a good game. And mm-hmm. and really, by all rights, they probably should've could won. have or should have won. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State pulled it out in an yeah. away game. In an away game. Yeah. So. Yeah, which made it even sadder for Notre <laughs> right. Dame. Right. Yeah. Because it came down to the very last second. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. That was an amazing game, actually. It if, was. If you like football. Yeah. Which I can take it or leave it. I'm not a huge fan, but if I'm gonna watch it, I'm glad it was a good game. Right. Right. So. Yeah. So those were our Q and A's. Oh, that was it. That That's was all we it. got. That's all we got. We're in on the we... Ohio State note then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. O H I O. There you go. Yeah. Um. All right. So that was our Q and A for this Saturday slash Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will be back. Well, I got to get our weekly. No, no, no. We have a Patreon. We're doing. Jesus. I believe. Get your tits. Still what? today. And then um, we're doing our live event here in just a few minutes, actually. So. Mm-hmm. This is all coming crashing down on me here at the moment, um, <laughs> in which we'll be reading uh, chapter six of Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. So that will be going out on Monday. Yep. And uh, I think that's all we got coming up right now. Got our, did you mention our Patreon? Yeah, I okay. did. Yeah, and Patreon's yeah. going to be in there somewhere, hopefully. Yeah. We think. Somewhere, somewhere today we'll be recording it and releasing it. Yeah. Might not be till later this evening, but. Right, right. It'll get but, there. But we'll get it. So. Yep. All right, we'll see you guys later. Yep. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegiousdiscourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. 
Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.